0: what is up everybody welcome to the potter podcast where you will find knowledge resources and information on everything real estate related we are happy to have you join us today and without further ado let's jump into our topic and discussion for today hey guys what's up today we are going to discuss the question how do i know that i'm getting a good value for my home so let's dive right into this and let's get going Yo guys, what is up? And I am glad that you are here for the podcast. We are gonna jump into this question that we are gonna be uh, getting in-depth about. But before I do that, I would be doing you a disservice if I did not talk about this right now and what's going on in our current market. So as everyone knows and people are freaking out about certain things going on, uh, one of those things that people are freaking out about is this coronavirus, right? Like it's on the news, it's everywhere, people are freaking out about it and um, and they're freaking about, about all these other things, people in grocery stores or all the hand sanitizer, all the Kleenex, all these things are gone and people are just going crazy, right? Um, but as I was listening to uh, a good friend of mine and coach, um, we were literally uh, watching him this morning and and talking back and forth. And he's like, let's, you guys, let's think about this for a second. And he's like, how many of you know someone that actually has the coronavirus right now? Right? Like if you think about it, maybe some of us might know like one or two, if you're a doctor, obviously maybe there, there could be some others um, out there that would know some people, but let's sit here and think about this for a minute. And let's actually calm down and relax. Um, Just like we were Just like we were talking about this morning, um, you know, they've got guys that literally have done the statistics and ran the numbers that think about how many people die from the flu every year. Uh, It's like thousands of people. Um, And so I get that the coronavirus is like the new thing to be talking about on all those things, but sometimes we just need to calm down. And like a wise mentor, Jared James, my buddy said this morning, um, he's like, it's interesting when you think about uh, the most successful people. Uh, in the world. And when things get crazy, uh, that's usually when they take action and they move. And so let me just go into this for a second and let's talk about it. Um, Think about when the market crashed in 2008 and 2009, right? Like everybody was freaking out about what was happening, right? And banks were going bankrupt and all these things were going on. And the housing market crashed um, was the big thing there with the recession. And And what happened, right? Like a lot of people lost their houses because they couldn't afford them. Um, But what happened with the people that did have money and that saved money and that uh, basically were waiting for something like this to happen? They made it big, right? Uh, I don't know if you've seen the movie Big Short, but those guys made it big. That's a true story. Um, But other people made it big. I know people uh, that live out in California that are friends of mine. And I know people that um, live obviously around here in the surrounding states that they basically took that as an opportunity where everything was going crazy um, and everyone was freaking out, and they actually took action. And they said, I'm going to go buy some houses right now because they're really cheap. And now that they've owned these houses, right, these houses are now three, almost four times, in some cases, five, six times more uh, of value than what uh, they paid for them. So they made a great decision in the midst of chaos, Um, And so I kind of want to use that to kind of go into um, my discussion today um, and tonight on this podcast. And uh, the the question gets asked to me a lot, especially as I'm working with buyers is how do we know that we're getting a good value for our home, right? And so as you think about that question, and I'm sure you've asked yourself that question numerous times, if you own a home or if you're out looking for a home right now, um, you're thinking about some of those things. And I wish I could tell you that uh, I have a magic ball and I can tell you that, yes, you're going to make this purchase and it's going to be the best, uh, the best decision that you ever made and it's going to be of great value to you. I can't guarantee that. But what I can guarantee is I can look at what's been taking place in the last seven to eight years uh, within our country and within our city and within uh, our state and certain things like that, and I can tell you that, well, at least here in Omaha – Things have appreciated uh, at a rate of three to five percent, sometimes even higher in certain areas. And so, um, I would say that if you're purchasing a house, or if you've purchased a house in the last seven to eight years, um, or previously before that, because it continues to things continue to appreciate, um, I would say that you've made a good choice, and uh, your home is a value and of good value. Um, but as you think about moving forward, um, now, you know, I cannot think about something that would be of a better value for you. If you were thinking about purchasing a home right now, because of the interest rates, like this is the one thing that I was like, this would be a disservice if I do not talk about this right now. And I don't address, uh, some of these things. And Really, what I want to talk to you guys about is essentially this. If you've purchased a house in the last even three to four years, um, obviously, if you're somebody that's been in your house longer than that, um, now is the time to refi, right? I'm I'm giving you this advice. I don't get anything from this if you go and refi, right? Like I'm not getting uh, any value from it except for just sharing it with you, but. I feel like I would be doing you a disservice to tell you right now that if you're not planning on moving um, and if you're just planning on sitting in that house for a long period of time or for the next five, six, seven years, do yourself a favor and go meet with a lender, um, preferably my preferred lender um, or somebody that we work with because they have some of the best rates in town. Um, There's my plug for my preferred lenders, Um, but what I'm telling you is this, um, we I just talked to one of my uh, preferred lenders um, the other day, and we were talking, he's like, I just locked in um, some people with a refi for 15-year at 2.6%. Yes, you heard me right. The rates, in some cases, are below 3 right now, which is crazy. So again, just to put that in perspective, um, if you are at an interest rate of 4 or higher, um, even if you were pressing maybe like 3.8 uh i would almost say hey at least maybe look into this and talk to a lender and somebody um because if you don't like you're missing out on a huge opportunity um, as the rates are at a historic low and you probably don't know that right now because it's being overshadowed by the fear of uh this whole coronavirus and things going on right now but again in the midst of chaos in the midst of fear um, some people, the smart people will take advantage of that and they'll say, Hey, the current, uh, maybe the market, uh, the stock market and stuff may be down a little bit, but what about the housing market? Because the housing market might be working in your favor. Um, so I want you guys to at least think about that and, uh, Basically, take advantage of it. So, again, if you are just tuning in or you are uh, listening here, basically, what I'm telling you is I'd be doing a disservice if I did not take the time to tell you guys to think about refinancing your house right now if you're even not planning on selling it now. Obviously, if you are planning on selling it, uh, now is also a very good time, especially here in Omaha, um, because you have all the leverage as a seller. Um, there are, it's a low inventory market. It's a seller's market. Um, but we have less than a thousand houses on the market right now. And that's uh super low. And so basically, um, you have the leverage there as a seller because chances are, and in most cases, what we're seeing, um, especially right now is we're seeing a lot of these houses, um, basically being priced below what the list price should be. Um, On purpose. So, a lot of these buyers are like running to these homes and running to their agents and saying, Hey, I found a great deal. This house is only, right? And they give that price range. And us as realtors are kind of shaking our heads because we're saying, Yeah, it was done on purpose, right? So, even in some cases, these people are running to their realtors or their friends or their neighbors and they're like, Hey, the house down the street just sold for this. Maybe we could sell our house for this. Or, they're starting to say, hey, that house is selling for a little bit less than what the other ones have sold for previously. What's going on? Uh, It's called strategy. And what I mean by that is in the seller's market, it's strategy because now what we're doing is we're setting up uh, the buyers now to build that anxiety and build that um, lack of time to basically uh, get in an offer as soon as possible and not sleep on it. And you create this frenzy, right? You create this frenzy where um, you get a bunch of people that are excited and they see the house and they fall in love with it. But the problem is it's one house and you have 12 buyers that really love the house. So what's that do? It creates this frenzy, frantic, anxious market, uh, especially with buyers. And uh, it creates multiple offers for the seller. And so the seller's happy. Because they usually get uh, more than what they're asking for because we set it up that way to be on purpose, right? Um, And it's going 10, 15, 20, 30,000. I just heard the other day, one of my coworkers said that they wrote up like 50,000 cash offer over uh, the asking price and he still didn't get it. Um, So it's crazy out there. And there's a reason why it might look like it's a good deal because it is. They're enticing you to write an offer. And then you get into a multiple offer situation and then that's what happens. So um, I wanted to kind of talk about that, obviously, but then really think about and get you guys to think about um, what does it mean to, to get a good value of your home? Well, first of all, let's back up, right? So let's talk about like, what's the real reason and um, why you are getting into a house to begin with, right? For most people, they're saying, hey, I'm sick and tired of paying rent, Um, or I'm sick and tired of living with my parents. I've saved up enough money now and I want to go purchase my own home. Um, and so you literally go out there and the main reason or the main reason that should be that you want to purchase a home is yes, you want your own space, but more importantly, you want to build equity into something, right? You want to own something and not only own it, but you want to basically have something to call, um, your own and to call home, right. To raise uh, a family and to be in. Um, so that would be one of the things and the reasons of why, like it would be a good decision to, uh, purchase a home, right. And to find something of value. Like there is, in my opinion, I'm, and most people will probably say that I'm a little biased obviously because I'm in the industry, but I can't think of anything else. Um, especially recently, that would be one of the best investments that you could ever make, um. I really can't like I've sat at the table and I've talked with other people um, and other things just don't compare to uh, especially with the the way that things have appreciated over the years. And so basically what I'm saying is um, if you are someone that is in the market currently or you're thinking about purchasing or you're even saving up money right now, I would say that now is the time to basically uh, analyze and sit down with either your real estate agent or your lender, and to figure out, uh, hey, I know that I have this amount of money saved. Can I get into um, a house? Because I know that the rates are super low right now. That would be the best decision that you could possibly make as a buyer right now, because the interest rates, again, are at a historical low, and they're not going to continue to go a lot lower than what they were right now. You can't. In fact, like when you're locking in someone at 2.6, 2.8, 2.9, 3.0% like uh, interest rate, uh, we're not going to see that get much, you know, you might see them go down a few more percentage points, but um, you want to take advantage of, of that. So I would be doing you a disservice if I'm not sharing that information with you, um, regardless of whether or not you use me as your, your realtor. Um, but Basically, I need to share that with you because I I want what's best for you. And I think that is one of the things that would be best for you. So even again, if you've been in your house and you've only been there three years, I would say talk to your lender and find out what you could be refinanced for because you could be saving a ton of money in the long run. Um, So again, I'm like kicking myself right now because my wife and I refinanced uh, back in October. And we thought we were getting a great rate at 3.25, which is still a great rate, but it would be a little less than that right now. And I would be like jumping and screaming and having and throwing a party. Um, but either way, you never know what those things are. So again, you can't, you don't ever know. Um, but when you do know that there's a good deal going on right now, that is the great deal that's going on. So I would say if that's you, take advantage of it. Um, now let's move into some more of this stuff about talking about how do I know if I'm getting a good value for my home, right? Again, I said I can't sit there and shake a magic ball and uh, tell you what the, the actual like, value of that home is that you're buying and saying, yes, this is a great deal. But what I can tell you is this, you know one when you find one. Um, and, and I tell my, my clients this all the time. They're like, how do we know if we're going to find the right house for us? Like, and I just look at them and I'm like, you'll know. You just know. Um, and you do, you walk into that house and, um, I can't explain it. I've seen it numerous times and almost every single time that I'm with buyers where they walk in the front door and they look at me and they smile. And I'm like, there it is. There it is. It's, it's the smile of you found us this, you found us the right home. This is it. This is the one we want to write up on and we need you to go get it for us. Um, again, it's just that thing of you just know, like, and I can't explain it. they it's a four bedroom, three bath, you know, two car garage, three car, whatever it is. Um, we've looked at five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 of them. Um, and some of them have looked quite the same, but sometimes it's the location. Sometimes it's the neighborhood. Sometimes it's, you know, the sellers that are actually selling the property because they know the buyer. I don't know. Um, just a lot of crazy things um, that happen, but you just know. Um, and again, I can't tell you enough when you go back, like, How do you know that you're getting a good value? Well, you take a look at what you're getting locked in with, with an interest rate, um, how much you're putting down, because that will tell you how much equity you're getting in. The appraisal will come back um, at or above purchase price. So if it comes back above what you've paid for it, I would say that that's a great deal. You've got instant equity into a house. Are you going to get that in rent? Absolutely not. You're going to continue to pay somebody. Um, So why not invest in yourself? And so as we, we dive a little deeper, um, you know, how do I know that I'm getting a good value? Well, you'll also know when you go to sell that home um, later on down the road, because like I said, if you heard me earlier, uh, the last seven to eight years, at least here in Omaha, um, things have been appreciating three to 5%, right? So what that means is every single year, um, your house has been appreciating at three to 5%. Now, this gets a little messy sometimes when you're talking about um, getting into like the higher end housing, like if you're in 500 plus, 600 plus, 700 plus, um, sometimes you're not appreciating at that, that rate and that speed. Um, but for the most part, if you're a first time home buyer and you're buying in like that 150 to 250, 300, 350 range, like there's a good chance that you're going to be appreciating at a pretty good rate. Um, and, and I get asked this question all the time then like, well, what happens if, what happens if the market crashes like it did back in 08? And I'm like, okay, so the market crashes back like it did back in 08. Do you think you're still going to get what you paid for the house? There's a good chance that with the way things have appreciated, uh, yeah, you're probably still going to get what you paid if not a little bit more, uh, for that house, you know? And so there's, there's different things that you want to weigh and what you want to think about, but in my opinion, I think that this is one of the best investments that you could ever make in your entire life. Um, And investors say this all the time when they go and they're buying numerous properties, right? They get up to like three or four houses that they end up renting out um, and holding onto or Airbnb or whatever the case is. And then they start buying more. Why do you think they buy more houses? There's a trend or something that they start seeing over time where they're like, wow, look at the cash flow that I get from this after it's paid off, right? So now we're moving into like an investment property, which again, might be something that you're not thinking about at this time as a first-time home buyer or thinking about purchasing your house, but that's another option for you moving on down the road of how do I know that this might be a good value for you? Well, because in 15 years, if you stayed in this house and you paid it off and you decided to go purchase a different home, right? This house is now paid off or it's pretty close. And then you are now going to get a renter in there who's going to start paying for that mortgage to pay it off for you, right? Or it's already paid off and you're going to get rent in there. And now that's a cash flow in your pocket. Okay. So just for rounding off numbers, let's think about this. Let's say that your mortgage payment is $1,200. And let's say that somebody would be willing to pay $1,500 to $1,600 a month to be in that home think about the cash flow okay first of all somebody's paying your mortgage a uh, twelve hundred dollars right there and now you're getting three to four hundred dollars a month from uh, that renter that is basically in your home paying rent and then once that's paid off that's fifteen sixteen hundred dollars in your pocket per month that now is extra cash flow and money going in your pocket is this making sense to anyone anyone okay um, yeah so anyways, With that being said is you've got to start thinking about all the different things that go into um, this process when you're purchasing a home. Um, Like I said, good one, John Winninger. Yeah, actually tax deductions. Those are huge too. That's a benefit of purchasing a home, right? And especially as you go to rent that thing out later on down the road, that is a huge benefit. Talk to your CPA about the benefits there. And what that can entail for you come tax time and tax returns being back in your pocket. Um, So again, with that being said is, here's the thing. How do I know that I'm getting a good value for the home, right? Like, I get asked this question a lot because um, we are in, like I said, a seller's market. And so there's a lot of people paying more for what the home is actually listed for, right? Um, And so they think that like, oh, I'm paying... $15,000 more than, um, what the house is actually listed for. Am I getting a good deal? Um, here's the deal. What we need to understand, everybody needs to understand this. And, uh, sometimes it, it takes a little while for people to, um, really comprehend what I'm saying here, but let me go really slow. The list price is not what the value of the home is worth. Does that make sense? The list price is not the value of the home what the value of the home is what a buyer is willing to pay for it does that make sense so when somebody asks you well how do i know if i'm getting a good deal well that's typically up to the buyer because the buyer is going to say hey i really love this house and i want to purchase this house and this is where i can envision me and my family so how much is that worth to you do you guys do you guys know that like is that something that you have a discussion about when you're thinking about what is my family worth to me you know, like, and I know we're always trying to think about the financial side of things, but think about this for a second. Like, is this a place where you envision raising your family? And, and basically, like, is it is a better place than where you previously were? Um, and is it a place that you love, right? Like, I talk, about people, talk to people about that all the time. I say, listen, I don't want you to just like it. Like, I don't want you to try to talk yourself into it. Uh, I want you to love it, right? Like, I want you to love this place so that when you go to write up on it and when you go to live in it, You are so happy and excited and joyful and thankful that this is the place that you want to be in. And then you kind of start seeing past that, right? Like, yes, there is a time and a place where I'm going to hold my buyers back and I'm going to say, hey, I probably wouldn't pay over this amount of money, right? And we put a cap on it, right? That's my job as a realtor to tell you that. Like, hey, I wouldn't want you to go three years, four years, five years down the road, and not get any money back in your pocket because of the fact that you paid me more money for it. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is basically, um, what I mean is, think about, um, as you, again, look at the list price, don't get caught up on what that list price is, right? The value is what a buyer is willing to pay for it. Now, the argument would be, Um, okay, so that's great, Ryan, but what about the appraiser? You're right. What about the appraiser? Uh, the appraiser is going to have the final say. So if the appraiser comes out there and says, Hey, the home is worth X, Y, and Z, and you paid this for it. Well, that's why we write in our contracts that it's contingent upon appraising at or above purchase price. Why do I put that in there to protect my buyers? So if the house does appraise for less, guess what? The seller has to sell that house to us for that price because that's what it's been appraised for. And that's what the value is according to that professional. And so now that price has got to come down to where that buyer needs to be in order to purchase the house if they're getting a loan from it. Now, if you're paying cash, it's a completely different situation because an appraisal is not done. So again, it goes back to what's the buyer willing to pay for it, right? And that's my argument there. So when you think about what is the value of, am I getting a good value for this home? Like you've got to weigh the options and not always be looking at the dollar signs, right? You got to be thinking to yourself like, well, how badly do I want this house or do I envision me being in here? Is there another house? Like another question I challenge my buyers with is, would you be devastated if you lost this house? If the answer is yes, then you really love the house and you really want it. So let's do everything we can to go get it for you. Because at the end of the day, you're not going to care 5, 10, 15 years down the road if you paid 5000 $10,000 more for this house because of the memories and the way that it makes you feel and the place that you're going to be in and the way that it appreciates over time, right? Like you're going to forget all about that stuff. So again, you have to understand when we're talking about value, we're talking about don't always get stuck on the list price and how much people are willing to pay over it. It's how much is a buyer willing to pay for it? So that's what's crazy when I think about some of these multiple offer situations and I'm like man these these people are going fifteen twenty twenty five thousand over the asking price uh, for this property there's a lot of people that really love this property and if you don't believe me and that's what's happening here, go talk to people that it's happening in Denver right like our aunt and uncle and our our family and some of our friends live in Denver um and I've got students that I coach in Denver um that tell me stories all the time that like they, they see us post stuff here in, in Nebraska and they're like, you have a $160,000 house that you just listed. Like that doesn't exist here. You know, like that would be like a $400,000 home here, you know? And, and then that makes you think about eventually there's going to be this threshold, right? Of like, we've, we've now seen this appreciation start taking place where it's like, man, when Vanessa and I first bought our house, uh, we paid, gosh, $160,000 for a three bed, two bath, three inch unfinished basement. Um, and, and two and a half years turned around and sold it for like 200 and I think seven or $10,000, uh, which is a crazy turnaround. Um, and now that houses could price sell for two 30, 230, somewhere in there. Um, so think about those types of things. Like, is it, is it bad if that person that was buying our house paid $210,000 for it? two and a half years later after we paid 160, maybe. But if they can turn around and sell it for 240, I'd say that's a pretty good investment two years down the road, right? Like where else can you make $30,000 by doing absolutely nothing to the house that you're living in and pocket that after paying $30,000 less two, three years before that. So again, you have to look at the long term and the long run as you evaluate that question. So a lot of people get stuck in the moment, right? When they're getting ready to write that offer and they're asking that question like, who oh, wait, are we getting a good deal? Are we getting good value? You have to think about the long-term effects and the long-term goals as you move forward down the road. Um, so I hope that answers that question for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I did wanna go live um, on Facebook there. So hey guys, um, we're going live as well uh, on my phone and uh, shooting some video. With this as well. Um, and for those of you watching or listening, you know that you can um, go and find out other episodes that I've done already uh, on the Potter podcast. It's now on iTunes and some other places. Um, so go check it out, subscribe. I'll be doing these. Um, Gosh, almost every single week. So um, I definitely am going to try to keep in touch with you guys as far as what the market's doing, as well as if you're a buyer, a seller, an investor, or thinking about building uh, in the short term or long term, and uh, how can you get how you can get prepared for that. So again, guys, thanks a lot. Have a good one. We will talk to you soon. Have a great night. As always, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Potter Podcast. To learn more about how you can connect with me, check out my website, potterpodcast.com. And there you can connect with me on my social media platforms. Until next time, stay hungry, work hard, dream big, and always stay humble. Talk to you soon.